Hey folks, I'm Will Jarvis, CEO of ValueBase. Welcome to Assessment Matters, a podcast dedicated to exploring the world of mass appraisal. Whether you are a property appraiser, real estate professional, or just interested in the topic, this podcast will provide you with valuable insight and expert perspectives on the latest trends and developments in the field. Well, Matt, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Will. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, I'd love to have you give us a brief bio and some of the big ideas you're interested in. Well, my, uh, well, my name is Matt Wolford. I'm currently the uh, Equalization Director in Allegan County, Michigan. Allegan County is a, uh, a growing county just south of Grand Rapids. It's nestled between cities of Grand Rapids to the north in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, on the south. And we have a, a good portion of the Lake Michigan Lakeshore with uh, towns uh, dotting Saugatuck and and, and uh, some towns along the lakeshore. So we're a, an agricultural community, a growing community, and it's a, it's a great place to be. I love that. I love that. And Matt, how did you first come to the assessment and equalization industry? Uh, I basically took a job at the local township uh, issuing burning permits at the front desk and uh, part of my job there was having to answer assessment-related questions on the then Manila folder uh, assessment record cards. So I got a lot of repetition uh, over the course of an entire summer answering a lot of us basic assessment-related questions. Right. And uh, that's how I, I first became exposed to the assessment administration industry. And, and I really haven't looked back. I've been working in it ever since. That's cool. That's cool. And what was that journey like? So you started at the front office. Uh, where did you go from there? Well, what I did is I became a residential appraiser for Bedford Township while I was going through uh, my undergrad and graduate studies where I got an MPA at the University of Toledo. And so I really worked throughout uh, college. I ended up uh, taking an intense industry or uh, an intense interest in the industry uh analyzing some of the uh, property tax legislation. So oh, here cool. in Michigan, we have a property tax cap. Uh, it was a constitutional amendment that was uh, passed in 1994. It was called Proposal A. And it's like Prop 13 in California or some of the other states that have limitations on taxable value. And uh, while I was going through school, I ended up writing a lot on policy. And uh, so everything that I was doing was reinforcing and growing my knowledge uh, in assessment administration. That's cool. That's cool. Can you talk a little bit about Prop A, how it works, and, and some of the writing you did on it? Yeah, so Michigan, like a lot of other states, is a, a true cash value state. With ever, uh, the assessors in Michigan have to assess every property every year. Uh, we're cost-based state for the most part. We use nice. uh, modified Marshall and Swift through the state of Michigan as a contract. Uh, and then, of course, we have to apply the other uh, three approaches to value. So every property gets a true cash value every year using um, prescribed methods. And then beginning in 1995, uh, our we created a, a new taxable value. Uh, so we went from a singular valuation base to a dual valuation base. So the gotcha. taxable value is, it is either uh, the current assessment or uh, the prior year taxable value uh, times the CPI or 5%, whichever is less. And gotcha. so that's been in place for a number of years now. So we have both uh, a regular assessed value and then a CPI limited assessed value. Gotcha. The 
the uh, caps in Michigan uh, apply all the way until uh, property is sold or transferred. Uh, okay. When the property is transferred, then it is uncapped, and then the tax value is set to the assessed value in the subsequent year. So that's how that you know four to ten percent of properties that that sell every year, depending on the volume, uh, right. that's how the the new the new base is brought back up to the assessed value level. Gotcha, gotcha. And what were the kind of policy effects of that downstream? Well, there's there's a there's a substantial gap now in the taxing capacity of a local unit and what its potential levy is. Okay. Uh, from an individual property owner's perspective, uh, yeah. it rewards people who are long-term owners. Gotcha. Uh, so the longer you're in your property, the more uh, of a benefit, the more that gap is. Right. Uh, it does create some disparate impact. So it's kind of like a welcome stranger. You know, you buy right. the house next door, you can have very different effective tax rates uh, for those people. But for the most part, people understand the system and they make their individual uh, decisions on purchases accordingly. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious, Matt, uh, what are the kind of the big ideas you're thinking about nowadays? What what topics are you admiring, thinking about, and the big challenges you're dealing with as well? Well, Michigan, just like any state, uh, we have to perform our functions through our computer-assisted mass appraisal software. Right. So our CAMA, we have a we have a, a pretty much a singular vendor here in Michigan that, gotcha. that has most of the municipalities. And for the last several years, it's been a big focus of mine and several other colleagues to uh, try to sort of standardize our data uh, right. based on what we agree upon is, is a real need to establish um, common data standards so that our data can be more interoperable and right. under, understood. So that whether you're in Allegan County or Kent County or Wayne County or Macomb County or yeah. Monroe County, where I'm from, that we have uh, similar configurations on those key variables. So I spent a fair bit of time doing that. But what really sort of drove me is that there is this recognition, I believe, for uh, us in the assessment industry that, you know, the AI and uh, the data standardization issue is only going to increase in importance. Right, And we need to begin the process of making sure that our, our methods of data collection and our analysis of data is uh, authoritative uh, and credible. Right. I, I distributed a book to a lot of our local assessors a few, a few years back. The book was uh, Zillow Talk, right? Oh, cool. and this was the book, of course, that described the growth of Zillow how they use data, how they use literally our data, right. where they collect that information either directly or through data conglomerators. And they're taking the information from the public record and then using it in their artificial intelligence algorithms right. to come up with what we all know affectionately as the Zestimate. Yes. And so I've seen the evolution of the initial reactions to the Zestimate to now uh, the recognition that, you know, the more authoritative the data is, the better. It's right. going to be both in our own systems and also the systems that consume our data. That's cool. That's cool. And is there a statewide standard for data in Michigan, or is that still something you're working on? The State Tax Commission of, uh, a few years ago did pass a uh, uh, standards, uh, CAMA data standards guidelines, which was a, a byproduct of uh, a few of our statewide associations, the cool. uh, equalization directors and the uh, local uh, 
the Michigan Assessors Association and the Michigan Equalization Directors jointly recommended uh, some standards, and those have now been adopted by the state. Very cool. And, and they they hit across the, the key ones that you would want to have standardized. There's still a lot of work to be done in terms of best practices. Right. But uh, there's, now a, there's now a formal structure to try to uh, discuss those and make decisions that benefit the state as a whole. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. That makes a lot of sense. I want to move on now and talk a little bit about the cost approach. So are you statutorily required to value everything on cost? Does commercial get income too? What's kind of the state there? Yeah, so our uh, uh, the assessor's responsibility is to establish an accurate true cash value. And gotcha. they need to do that. Uh, we're, we're, requi- we're required to uh, follow the guidelines of the state tax commission. The state tax commission does... Uh, produce for us through a contract with Marshall and Swift, a state assessor's manual, a cost manual. So uh, cost manuals are used. However, we are also uh, obligated to value it by its highest and best use. So if the situation determines that the income approach is the most uh, applicable method, then we'll use the income approach. And then for certain special ones there, we also will do direct sales comparison. It's up to the assessor to determine what that true cash value is using using the full range of acceptable methods of appraisal. Okay, got it, got it. Makes sense, makes sense. And what are the big challenges with the cost approach that you see? Well, you know, so the the, the reliability of of any credible assessment, right, right. is going to be it's going to be reliant on uh, do you have accurate data? Do you have accurate uh, land values? Uh, do you have good data? Do you, do you have the skills to use that data? And then do you have good cost models that, that right. are leading to a credible result? And so you have to have a, appropriately developed land values, which leads to a, a, an excellent sort of residual that gives you your economic condition factors. So, you know, the challenges come with that is that not every municipality in the state of Michigan uh, has is either capable or are uh, are able to, from a budgetary perspective, uh, have perfect data all of the time. So there's a right. real challenge there. Here in the state of Michigan, we have guidelines that says you should get out to uh, at least 20% of your properties on an annual basis so that you're keeping your data fresh. Yeah. And many counties have adopted oblique aerial photography as a way to augment uh, the, uh, that data. You know, however, uh, data collection and having accurate data is one of the the big challenges. I think that assessors vary in terms of their level of sophistication in terms of uh, developing appropriate land valuation models and, and uh, ECF residuals. Um, So, yeah, I would say those were, those are some of the challenges that, that we have uh, with, with the cost model. That makes sense. That makes sense. And for land valuation in particular, what's the usual method? Is it a vacant land approach? Look at the vacant sale comparables you have and use that to establish the land value. What, what's kind of the approach there? Yeah, I mean, land, obviously, the sales uh, sales on vacant land are going to be the most direct uh, information right. from the market to give you that. And in Allegan, for example, we we are a, a rural uh, county that's that's. Yeah. That's growing, but our character is essentially rural. Sometimes there's there's not enough of those vacant land sales, so you have to augment those with uh, credible, you know, abstraction methods and the like right. to to 
determine what your land residual in order to move forward to to come up with a, a reasonable reasonable values. Gotcha, gotcha. So it, it's a little bit easier to roll parts harder when things are built up. I'm assuming. Well, it really both of those are just dependent on the volume of sales that you have. You, right. know, you either have enough sales, uh, direct vacant sales to be able to measure directly or or you don't. You have to rely on other methods and you or you have to apply time adjustments. Right. You know, in appraisal, it's very, you know, the two choices you have, you can either expand your area of analysis or you can go back further in time. Right. And so both of those, uh, those both of those require skills to be able to go through and make those appropriate adjustments to come up with your land values. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, very cool. Very cool. I'm curious, Matt. What do you see? And I'm curious, what what kind of metrics are you required to hit at the state level? What do you, what do people shoot for? Is it between ninety and one hundred ten percent of market value? What kind of CODs are people supposed to hit? Is there a kind of metrics that the state puts out? So we have metrics in our CAMA system for the coefficients of dispersion, uh, and we have the price related differential. Cool. Uh, we have the state of Michigan has uh, has an audit process where they are incorporating those those numbers in as informational items to go into to the audits. Gotcha. Our audits uh, our audits are focused on: Do you have appropriately supported land valuations backed up by sales? Do you have Got appropriate it. cost uh, or, or data collection methods? Uh, do you have do you have the components in place for a successful assessment administration system? I see. Those those uh, those statistical measures for equity, uh, vertical equity, horizontal equity, they're 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 part of that overall their overall process. I would say that uh, where I see the trend line going is that the importance of these equity measures is going to become more important, and more of us in the profession right. are going to need to develop that next generation of uh, of assessment administrators who. Are more provi- proficient in the geospatial statistical skill sets. Gotcha. Uh, we're looking for those unicorns, those unicorns right. that have a GIS spatial skill set that can go in and take your data sets and and really statistically slice and dice what's going on to pull out you know, those price related biases and everything that right. that uh, that exists in the data that we know industry wide, and it's our responsibility to to shepherd improvement so that those measures improve over time. Gotcha. Gotcha. And does the state want you to hit certain metrics there or is it just, uh, just something they test? Um, they, they want us to make sure that our CODs like in residential or, you know, yeah. you want to be within, you know, less than five is ideal. Five to okay. 10 is okay. You get beyond the, the, you get beyond the 15 and it starts looking really yeah, sketchy. Well, and yeah. so, but, uh, I'd have to double check. I'm. I have to. I have to admit. I'm not 100 certain if they're in the audit right now as a specified target, or if they're still just informational items that will guide the state to uh, see how things are going. What the efficacy of that particular unit is doing. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. And how often are the audits? Are they yearly, biyearly? Uh, they conduct a, an audit once every five years. Okay. And they do that on twenty percent of the state each year. They go through and they they perform these audits. Got it. Got it. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Well, Matt, I've got one last line of questioning here. What advice would you give to someone who's young coming up in the industry, like Ian, perhaps? Um, what advice would you give them coming in fresh to be really successful over time? Um, be really solid in the knowledge of 
that good data will drive all of your analysis. Um, so is it data? And, well, I would say understand that data is the foundation of what we do. Right. And that and that um, having authoritative data, incredible data is is the key to it. But what we really need to do is be striving to get better data, have better skills in the geospatial skill set. Right. Understand the zillification in the industry. You know, yep. what what types of models, what types, what types of emerging technologies are out there that we're all going to see at conferences over the next uh, right. two to three years that are really going to help transform because the I believe that in every generation there's a rising expectation of proficiency, skills, and confidence in the system. Yes. We're going to need to be more transparent. We're going to need to have better data, better skills, and better models uh, in it. the assessment industry. Uh, this is not your father's Oldsmobile for any of you that uh, are of a certain age and, and know those communications. This We're heading into a different era, an era that's going to be driven by analytics, uh, spatial analytics, and valuation modeling. And the zillification of the industry is upon us. Yes. And we need to be helping Stuart and the next generation to have the skill sets so that they can meet the uh, statistical challenges that, they, that the algorithms are going to bring to bear. Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, can people reach out to you if they have questions? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, anytime. Excellent. Excellent. We'll put your contact in the show notes. Thanks so much, Matt. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Assessment Matters. Come back next week for another episode. You can check out our website to find show notes, videos, transcripts, and more at valuebase.co slash podcast.